God is good all the time. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here. Uh, I told Major that if ever I get any email that mentions going to Hawaii, uh, it goes to the top of everything else. So it's a yes immediately. Uh, but it's also uh, a great pleasure to minister here. You, you all have a wonderful church here, and it's a blessing to be part of it this weekend. I would like to read uh, the scripture today is coming from Hosea. Hosea chapter, we'll read chapter 1, verses 1 to 5, and then we'll read chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. I'll recommend when you get home, do read the whole of the, this chapter, uh, or this book rather. It's an amazing book. Why did we pick this one? Uh, the weekend's theme has been men are prophets, priests, and kings. And uh, so we talked about the priest Eli, who was a bad dad on Friday night. Yesterday we talked about King David. We called it Fifty Shades of Sin. And today we are in Hosea. The title of today's message is actually called Harlot or Housewife. Harlot or Housewife. That's the title for today. All right, so Hosea chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. The word of the Lord that came to Hosea, son of Beeri, during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and during the reign of Jeroboam, son of Joahash, king of Israel. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go, marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her, for like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. So he married Goma, daughter of Diblaim, and she conceived and bore him a son. Then the Lord said to Hosea, call him Jezreel, because I will soon punish the house of Jehu for the massacre at Jezreel. And I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel. In that day, I will break Israel's bow in the valley of Jezreel. Then I want to skip over to uh, chapter 3 and read uh, again verses 1 to 5. The Lord said to me, Go, show your love to your wife again, though she is loved by another man and is is an adulteress. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, though they turn to other gods and love the sacred raisin cakes. So I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and about a homer and a lethic of barley. Then I told her, you are to live with me many days. You must not be a prostitute or be intimate with any man and I'll behave the same way toward you. For the Israelites, we have many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred stones, without effort or household gods. Afterward, the Israelites will return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. And they will come trembling to the Lord and to to his blessings in the last days. So I have a friend, a really good friend of ours. When you arrive at our core, 
you would see her wearing bright colors, running around the building, doing whatever it takes, sweat dripping down her face and saying, Captain, I'll do whatever you want me to do here. She <clears throat> is passionate for her faith. She is passionate, joyous. She has a joyous, infectious joy that you can't help but be joyous when you're around her. She doesn't select with whom she talks. She talks with everyone. She stays practically at the core every day. But she wasn't always like this. Our friend was introduced to drugs at 12 years old by her own mother, who said, I know you're going to do drugs at some point, so I'd rather you do them in here in the house with me. By the age of 21, she had four kids by three different men. She sold her body into prostitution. She sold drugs. She did anything to survive and to find drugs. Now, the story we are reading today is a story about Hosea the prophet. Hosea is interesting because he <clears throat> was a man of God. A prophet is somebody who is given God's message and goes and delivers it. We often think prophecy is foretelling the future. It's only a small part. Being a prophet is simply being given God's message and delivering it. So Hosea was listening to God one day, and God said, I want you to go to the red light district at 2 a.m. Now, I've got an imaginary mind, so I want you to go on a trip with me. Imagine I've been presented as the, a pastor, right? Imagine if you were, for some reason, you were driving at 2 a.m. as well, downtown Honolulu somewhere. I don't know what street the women of the night often frequent. But let's say... You are driving by and you see me leaning back in my car, checking out these girls who are passing by. You know, the ones with the skirts so short I can't point where they end. The ones with lipstick so thick that, oh. And the ones with the high heels that are like eight inch inches high. And big hair. I don't know how I know about this. Lieutenant, don't worry. <laughs> I've watched Pretty Woman. That's my excuse. I've watched Pretty Woman. So imagine you see me there, and Major, you come and say, Captain, what are you doing here looking at these women at 2 a.m.? Oh, he's with me in the car? (laughs) All right, so imagine you see me sitting there, And then I say, God told me to pick one of these as my wives. Uh, Something wrong. (laughs) You either send me to the hospital, mental hospital, and say, ah, cuckoo, he's going crazy. Or you would cast the devil out. This is not God speaking, this is the devil. How can a pastor go pick a wife at such a place? But let me tell you something. Sometimes when God 
speaks, it doesn't make sense to our logical minds. When God told me to sell our house and move to Australia to Bible school, it didn't make sense. There were people who came and said, young man, you are crazy. But I would not be here today if I hadn't taken that step of faith. There are some of you here who are questioning God's wisdom because it's not in line with your will. What matters is not your will, but God's will. Anyway, so the question really is, is this the woman, the girl you really want to take home to mama? Is this the girl you say, I've been praying for years for a girl and this is it? But I can't imagine it's raining, it's muddy, and he kneels down and he says, will you marry me? The question really is, what is a man of God doing there? Let's talk about some meaning of words here. The name Hosea means salvation. And this excites me because it means that salvation doesn't necessarily show up in clean, good, sanitized places. Salvation shows up in a messed up life, in a messed up environment, That's why Jesus said, a doctor doesn't come to look for and heal the the people who are are healthy. I came to seek and save the lost. So salvation must show up where it's least expected. That's why we're called Salvation Army. We are designed in our DNA, it's to go to the least, the lost, the unwanted, those are the people that we need because salvation is not necessary in a place where people are already saved. He showed up in a place where he wasn't expected. Some of you wonder, how come I got saved? How did that happen? Because salvation works best when where it's really needed. And people have no idea. They need Jesus, but that's where he shows up. Goma means finished, completed, whole. Yet she's living as a prostitute. Do you know what it means to live a life where you're portraying an image, yet inside you're not really what you're being called? Some of us are called Christians, but are we really Christians? We portray an image of saved people. We portray an image of passionate Christians just on Sunday. But get home, your life is different. Monday to Saturday, if we saw you, we couldn't believe you're the same person who was raising hands on Sunday. You are called something that you are not. But the great thing is this. God names us and calls us by the things we are not yet. Because he sees the potential in us. So the great thing is to say, God, I'm not where I should be. I'm not, you are not done with me yet. But thank you for believing in me that one day I'll be greater than I am. One day I'll be completed. One day I'll be holy. One day I'll be a saint. So, she says yes. She's used to just transactions, but this guy was different. He's not looking for a one-night fling. He's looking at taking a home for life. 
Some of us are used to Christianity where we have an emotional high and we have a one-night fling with Jesus. That's not what Jesus wants. He wants a permanent relationship with you. One that lasts not just for a night, but for eternity. So if you are used to hanging out with Jesus and jumping out and in and out, this message is for you. She says yes. Do you know saying yes to something you don't know about takes a lot of faith? She could have said, I'm used to my surrounding. Why should I leave? Where I know my my friends are here, I know where I go after I'm done with work, I'm used to this place. But she took a step of faith and believed that somehow this man is different. I want to introduce you to a different man uh, this morning. His name is Jesus. And he's different in that when you walk home with him, your life will never be the same. You will never be the same. Amen? Amen? So, she goes home, she bears a son, and plays the role of a wife. She even wakes up, cleans the house, does the dishes, cooks food, packs lunch for Jose, and says, bye, we'll see you this evening. She walks the kids to school and comes back and plays the role of a housewife, yet she's still a harlot. Because the Bible says as soon as Hosea left, she left to go back to her old life. Do you know what it means to live in a conflict where you are one person in one body but desiring two things? Do you know what it means to be in a home desiring to be outside. Some of you are in church, yet your mind is somewhere else. There's nothing as dangerous as having one leg in church, one leg outside. The reality is God hasn't given us an option. You either belong to God or to the devil. There's no demilitarized zone. You're either on God's side or on the devil's side. If you are used to sitting on the fence, the devil owns the fence. You have to make a decision. Jesus says, the church he rebukes, he says, you have big parking lots, you have a lot of people coming to your church, you have people participating a lot. The problem I have with you is that you are lukewarm. And for that reason, I wish you were hot or cold. And for that reason, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. There is nothing as dangerous as having a lukewarm Christian. Somebody you're not really sure where they are. Goma, was she in the house? Was she outside? She still showed up at the red light district, but then rushed home and changed her clothes to act like she is. Some of you have been coming to church for too long, acting like you are some, one of us, yet you know deep inside your life is in conflict. You are still desiring things outside. Dear friends, The grass always looks greener outside. But one of my friends once said, the grass is always greener near a septic tank. (laughs) And more recently, somebody said, the grass is greener over there, in California in particular, because it's fake grass. (laughs) 
You cannot stop your life from being tempted, but you can stop your life from yielding to the temptation. Temptations by themselves are not the sin, but agreeing to participate in the sin is the problem. I think it might have been John Wesley, I can't quite remember, he once said that I can't stop the birds from flying above my head, but I can stop them from laying a nest on my head. You may be tempted, yes, but don't leave the house. Stay in the house. You were bought at a price. You no longer belong to the world. Stay in the house. The problem is this. When God offers you the best, the devil tempts you with the good. Good is enemy of best. Good is just being pleased with a little bit of churchianity. Not really being involved in Christianity. Good is just doing all the programs, attending everything, wearing everything that's desired, yet the devil keeps a leash on you and won't let you cross a certain line. But I'm here to tell you that although Goma kept going back, she kept coming back home. And then she started having kids by other men. Now, Hosea is a greater man than I, but if my wife brought home a white baby, there's a problem. <laughs> amen? Yeah, yeah. It's all the men who are saying amen. <laughs> she kept bringing home babies by other men, and he kept, spending, he kept buying food for them, he kept taking care of them. And he kept going back, she kept going back and forth, and he kept waiting home, looking in the direction she left, hoping that she comes back home. Let me tell you something. Idolatry is called spiritual adultery. This whole story is based on the truth that God was saying to Hosea, I'll use you as an object lesson because Israel keeps prostituting herself to idols rather than worshiping me, one God. This is God speaking, and he said, so I'm disappointed, so I want you to marry a prostitute so that you can, I can explain better to people that, you see, this woman who keeps leaving and coming back, leaving and coming back, that's what you are doing to me, God says. Now, God has sent me from California to say to somebody here today, like Hosea's wife who kept leaving and coming back. You break God's heart when you keep leaving to doing other things than worshiping God. To chasing after money, fame, wealth, sex, beauty, and other things rather than worshiping God. But praise God, his love is unconditional. He kept loving her no matter what she did. Until one day, she left and never came back. Her past pulled her. Her past polluted her so much that she couldn't accept who she was. She couldn't understand why this man would continue to love her after all she had done. So she decides to leave. She runs away and never comes back. Hosea gets home one day. Where's your mommy? Mommy is nowhere to be seen. Waited, waited until late. 
Then he starts going, looking for his wife. It's bad by itself for a man to look for his wife, not knowing where she is. But then he knows that maybe she's at a friend's house down the street, keeps looking and searching one place after another, and he can't find her. Do you know God's love is searching for you? God is looking everywhere. He used to pray every day. He used to read the word. I miss him. Have you seen her? She used to be madly in love with me, but she no longer even mentions my name. Have you seen her? And he kept looking. He then says, maybe at the bar. He goes to the bar. We haven't seen her. I think it was Philip Yancey who said that God's grace is promiscuous grace. He searches high and low to find the people he wants. God is going everywhere throughout this world looking for you and wanting to save you, wanting to let his love fill you. Have you seen her? Then he goes to the prostitute house and he said, have you seen my wife? And they said, no, but have you tried the slave table? The sexual trafficking place. So he goes and he finds a figure that looked almost like his wife, chained on a stage and being sold to the highest bidder. His own wife is now having herself sold to whoever can pay the highest amount. The Bible says, Hosea paid money to buy his wife back. I want you to think about that a little bit. The Bible says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. For God so loved the world, you and I, that he gave up his one and only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The truth is this. We are all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And our punishment should be death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Hosea paid money and said, I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you have done. Come home with me. And he buys his own wife back. It's called redemption. When you buy something back that used to be yours. Have you not heard you were bought at a price? Have you not heard it was the blood of Jesus that purchased you? You don't need to live in sin anymore. You don't need to be chained to the sins anymore. He came to set you free. He came to break those chains so that you can be set free from the slave table. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live on a slave table. I belong in the house with Jesus. So I don't know who I've been sent to speak to this morning, but you don't have to continue to go back to your old life. 
You deserve life. You deserve to be set free. If I'm speaking to you today, I want you to know that God's love has been searching for you. And God is here to say, will you give your life to Jesus? Will you make a decision today that this is it? I'm done. I'm done with my past life. I'm done with playing two lives. I now belong to Jesus. I now belong to Jesus. I don't care how long you've gone to church. I don't care how many times you've proclaimed to be a Christian. But this is what it means to get sold out for Jesus. And if I'm speaking to you, I want you to stand where you are. And I want to pray for you today. That Jesus would dynamically change your life. And you can belong to him. No longer at the slave table. Stand so I can pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the story of Hosea. But it's not just a cute, amazing story. It is the story of redemption. It is the story of change. The story of my friend whom every time she went back to prostitution, her husband waited for her. And while in jail, she met with Jesus and now is at the training college to become a pastor. You changed my friend's life you changed Goma's life and you can change the lives that are standing here. Father, we don't want to be two-faced. We don't want to be people who play both sides. We want to be Jesus' people. We only want to be the bride of Christ. So I pray that, Father, you may help us to say we are done with the past. We belong to Jesus now. Thank you for this morning and the decision to say we'll be red hot, red hot for Jesus. Thank you. In your name we pray. Amen.